Hello, you're listening to Wine Blast. I'm Susie Barry, and I'm here in lockdown with my husband and fellow master of wine, Peter Richards. At least we've got plenty of wine to see us through. Yep, yep. No, no shortage there, I don't think. <laughs> I, suppose, <laughs> I definitely don't think so. I suppose, you know, we could be accused of stockpiling. And actually, to be fair, I think we get pretty regular accusations of stockpiling or having way too too much wine in the house, way more than is good for us anyway. I think we probably I mean, irrespective do. of yeah. the whole coronavirus thing. <laughs> you know, OK, so so it's, it's, it's less useful than hand sanitizer or toilet roll. Well, that's questionable. Or, well, <laughs> or fresh veg. Uh, where would you turn on that one? <sighs> I don't know. A bit of both. Surely they're both five a day, yeah. aren't they? But, Breaks but and the, everything. the important thing, this is important, is that wine puts a smile on your lips, doesn't it? You know it makes us happy and you know for us it keeps us podcasting yeah well absolutely wine blast is brought to you by the power of wine (laughs) um and i think it's i think it's fair to say also that wine has become a pretty regular feature Mm. of lockdown communications and and the humor hasn't it Mm. all these i know there's all these whatsapp memes and gifs and videos and whatnot and a lot of them feature wine. Loads of them um, feature wine. I mean, yeah. I, my, fa- my favourite is that woman. There's a, there's a woman, I'm sure loads of you have seen this. There's a woman eating a breakfast cereal and you, you can't see her child, but her child is trying to ask her a question. Very young child and just can't get the words out. And it goes on and on and on. And eventually she just picks up a bottle of wine and pours it into a breakfast cereal. Uh, it's important to add that we do not condone the adding of uh, wine to breakfast cereals on this show. Um, okay. It wouldn't be a great match. Uh, maybe not. What no, would you no, put no. with Corn, cr- cornflakes and Pinot Grigio? <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> is that the, the best uh, go-to you've got? Oh, I don't know. But, I mean, it's just, it is great to see people using wine um, just to keep us all smiling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I have to say, I, I did actually see uh, an even better one about cats tripping up toddlers. Um you know, That's so nice. uh, well, you know, it's, it's whatever works for you, I think, isn't it? Whatever works as your coping strategy. <laughs> yeah. I've obviously got a cruel streak in me. Anyway, um, how do we get to cats? I'm not quite sure. No, okay, fine. Um, what do we really want to say? We really want to say so- That's right. We wanted to say thank you. Thank you to everyone, even the cats. The cats have definitely need a big yeah, thank yeah, you. But, but particularly that. To, to everyone who's been so kind um, to be so positive about about the podcast since it launched last week. It's only been a few. It hasn't even been a week, has it? And no. People have been so lovely. Uh, we've been blown away. I mean, we mm, really have. Mm. You know, we we thought it couldn't get better after Amanda called it more fun than knitting. That's still our favourite quote, I think. <laughs> but then, I mean, Plumpton, the, the leading winemaking college in the UK, called it fun, informative and inspiring. Mm. Uh, the lovely Helen McGinn, oh, uh, we love Helen. She's a Knackered Mother's Wine Club and she said it was fab. She was blasting through it. And then him off the wine show, Joe Fatterini, the man who knows everything with a capital E, said he it was brilliant and he was glued to it. I hope not literally. You know, that'd be painful. Wouldn't it? <laughs> you know, with Joe. You know, the real question is, what was he doing with the glue in the first place, Joe? Mm? Mm? Call us, call us, man. You know, I think he needs. I think he needs. <laughs> I think he needs help. Um, it's a cry for help. Uh, Kitty said, "Kitty, lovely Kitty said, loved it. You guys rock so natural." Uh, and Mickey on Instagram said, "Just binge listen to all the current episodes. Uh, best podcast on wine out there." 
great chemistry and humor. Now, uh, I hope you mean the chemistry between us, Mickey, not any other kind of chemistry. You know, this isn't Breaking Bad. Uh, this is Hampshire, darling. Oh, it may be Hampshire. <laughs> it may be Hampshire. No glue here. It may be Hampshire, but uh, but we've been traveling anyway, haven't we? Uh, virtual mm-hmm. traveling, of mm-hmm. course, yep. via the power of Zoom. And on those travels, you spoke to, to our friend, Potiong, who was standing on a beach in the sunshine in Singapore. And I don't know, it all... It almost felt like you'd gone on holiday, didn't it? It did. It did. This is what I'm reduced to. But, you know, I'll take it. It was fine. It was great. Um, I almost put my sunglasses on to talk to him. <laughs> but then you could never compete with Potiang in terms of coolness. Um, he was indeed on a beach in Singapore when I talked to him. Uh, I talked to him on, and it's important to be specific here, on Tuesday the 7th of April, um, which was the day that Singapore announced a semi-lockdown. His location also explains some of the ambient noises. Uh, There's a bit of buffeting wind, isn't there? And and also some slightly more rarefied sounds too. You know, there are some, and some of them are undoubtedly electronic. I don't know what notifications he has on his phone. He's a busy man. He's a a man man in demand. Um, (laughs) But I can actually attest with it that some are actually the exotic, totally exotic birds and wildlife that I saw fluttering uh, and buzzing around in the background. What happened this morning was that all offices are closed except for essential services and uh, all restaurants uh, and food courts and hawker centres are only available for takeouts. And today was the last day of school and the university and preschool and, and so on. And come May the 5th, uh, the government will, will review the situation and see if we continue with this situation, uh, the semi-lockdown, or things become gradually more normal. So right now, uh, I'm at the most popular beach resort in Singapore, Sentosa. And, so can, uh, and Pichu, can I just interrupt to say that most people who I've been interviewing have been in, you know, in their bedrooms or in some small room somewhere hold up. I am looking at a glorious picture of you via Zoom uh, with uh, palm trees in the background. You're, you're on a beach, you're in a t-shirt, you're looking relaxed and happy. Um, <laughs> just paint us the picture of where you are a little bit. Well, the, because it's a semi-lockdown, we're allowed to move. We're, uh, uh, obviously, we, there are no uh, law enforcement to stop you from going out. But having said that, uh, you, we have to be socially responsible. So the beach is not too far from my house. It's a 10-minute drive. And uh, if there were more people, we would keep a, a distance from each other. But as it turns out, myself, my wife, and our 12-year-old daughter were the only people on the beach. And so this is the most popular beach resort in Singapore, of course. Is that because people are are staying at home because they're scared? They they want to be socially responsible? Precisely, precisely. And I think also today being the first day, uh, everybody is staying home more than usual. And as I mentioned, all the offices are closed. Public transport is at the minimum. And then all the entertainment centers, all the gyms, all the bars have been closed for the last two weeks anyway. So I have to, I have to admit that the Singapore government has done a great job. I mean, they, they've been preparing us for uh, what's going to happen next. 
So it's no big shock, it's no big surprise, and so far, so good. Now, you, you, you do many things, Petion. Um, You are one of my uh, idols in life, I think, uh, the way you approach oh. life with a smile on your face and lo- the, the generally sentiment, speaking. The sentiment is mutual. <laughs> generally so, speaking. For you, for you uh, and Susie. <laughs> well, you always have a glass of champagne in your hand, which I always aspire to. Um, give, you've just published your latest book, uh, which is on, on restaurants. Um, tell us a bit more about that. But also, I'd be interested to hear what you think, how you think this is going to change the restaurant scene in, in the short and medium term. The estimate is that 30 to 40 percent of restaurants are, are going to cave in. In Singapore or around the world? I think I think around the world. I mean, uh, we ran on our website on two days ago, no, yesterday, that uh, our core group of hotels, which includes the managing the raffles in Singapore, uh, they are closing two thirds of their properties around the world. Wow! Uh, and a friend who works at the raffles, he's on three day full pay and two days no pay effect is immense uh, for airlines, for hospitality, for food and beverage. The, the one wonderful thing in inverted commas out of this COVID-19 p- pandemic is that the world is thinking, feeling, and reacting has won. I mean, you can't get away from the fact that the whole world is affected. And we wake up every morning and look at either the statistics or has things uh, plateaued. And so when I launched my new publication, which is an annual guide of the 100 top Chinese restaurants in the world on April 1st uh, in Hong Kong, in bookshops, uh, I was mindful of the fact that, uh, come on, let's be real, Who's in, who cares? Uh, there are more important things, and rightly so. Uh, but I thought about not just the chefs and the restaurateurs, I thought more of the cleaners uh, uh, in the kitchen, uh, the waiting staff, the delivery man. Uh, uh, the impact on them is brutal. Uh, I think to a certain extent, all of us more or less can write this out for a few months, but for for people who work in the front line, the last contact between a dish, a plate of food or a glass of wine to the consumer, uh, it's, it's, it's really terrible. So when I got back from, from France and, and Italy, one of the first things I did, that was before the lockdown, I made sure I went out to restaurants constantly just to, to boost the morale. Uh, and uh, not just for them, but for myself. Uh, and so, so because of that, uh, we have since put the digital version of the book, all 404 pages, online, complimentary download, and all over the world, including north, south, east, west of China, uh, as far as, as, as in the UK, uh, in America, in Bordeaux, in Champagne, uh, people are downloading it. When good health returns to the world, they can go out to these restaurants and support them. And hopefully, most of them will still be around. Let's hope so. And I think it's also lovely to give people something entertaining, a distraction, something nice to think about in these times. Um, but just to, to pick up on, on your point, 
how do you think um, the wine market or the wine world, uh, both in Singapore and around the world, will, will change as a result of this? Well, when COVID-19 struck, um, China already has a very important consumer of wine in the world, importer, was already a declining market. And then the US with the 25% duty on French wines. Um, so everything was very fragile in the first place. Uh, we have to come to, to, to some sort of reality check and admit that wine is not a necessity. Uh, we drink it and enjoy it on a regular, daily, perhaps daily basis, but it's not a necessity. And I think it's very, it's, uh, whilst it's important to, as you rightly address it from the industry point of view, uh, it can come across very contrived if right now all we care about is popping a bottle of wine. I, but from the industry point of view, because so many jobs are involved, wine growers uh, 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 and 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 logistics uh, uh, from livelihood point of view it's very important uh, 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 a very important question i really don't know how it's going to affect the wine industry except to say that when everybody feels secure in their jobs again if everybody has a secure job again uh, employment and and enough to splash out on a Friday night, Saturday night, then it will naturally come back. Consumption, people will go back to the restaurants, people will take home wines to drink. But until then, it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be very difficult. We had a ray of sunshine this morning because wine retailer friends, uh, when last Friday, uh, the Prime Minister of Singapore, Lee Sien Lung, announced the semi-lockdown. It wasn't clear whether wine shops could remain open. Uh, bars, of course, were closed already. Restaurants uh, can only do takeout. So this was uh, a no-man's-land area. But it's since been confirmed this morning by wine retailers that wine shops can stay open. Uh, they come under essential services. It sounds a bit uh, uh, strange, but then not really because the supermarkets are open, the grocery stores are open, and of course you can buy wines there. You can buy alcohol, you can buy cognac, whiskey. So it makes sense for wine shops to remain open. Yeah. I mean, what's happened here is that... Um wine shops have been allowed to remain open, but a lot of them have chosen, or some of them have chosen to close the stores and focus on deliveries. That's what's, uh, that is the sector of the industry which is enjoying, you know, a boom time. Uh, deliveries uh, is constant. You see these uh, Grab or Uber Eats, well, we don't have Uber in Singapore anymore. We have Grabs, Panda, you know, Deliveroo, uh, you know, they're, crisscrossing the roads uh, constantly, a sign of the times. Last question, Potyong. Um, what is your ideal quarantine wine? Now, I know this is a difficult one for you, but um, you know, you've only got one wine you can have in quarantine. What's it going to be? Uh, it won't be a wine, actually. It, it, it'll, be, it'll be a single malt. Oh. <laughs> Which one? Highland Park from the Orkneys. You know, that would do me. 
And, and uh, not because I love wine less, but because a, a bottle of single malt uh, lasts longer. Very practical. Bertie Young, thank you very much. Thank you, Peter. And uh, stay well and, and stay vigilant. I can't believe he went for a whiskey. Um, you know, this is a guy who, you know, whenever I see him in my mind's eye, always has a glass of the finest champagne available to humanity in his hand. You know, you know, has he become a traitor to, to, to the wine cause? <laughs> he loves his wine. Mm. But you cannot fault his logic about whiskey lasting longer. Mm. He's a very wise man. He is wise. I mean, I also, I'd, I'd really love to read his book, partly because I think it'll just help us all think forward to times when we can go back to visiting lovely restaurants. Mm, mm. Yeah, we'll put a uh, link to that free download on the website together with all the show notes, as usual. Um, on which note, it's time for some food and wine, isn't it? So we wanted to do something a bit different this time, something uh, a little bit store cupboardy, but also a bit of a treat. Absolutely. And, uh, and also a dish that we're really quite excited about finding mm a wine to go with. So this is a dish that's inspired by a river cafe recipe. It's mm. it's a porcini and tomato pasta. We've changed it a little bit. We serve it with pappardelle uh, instead of conchigli. Uh, we've also added in a bit of marsala and some truffle oil. So it is super indulgent and mm. it's just lovely. It's It's got a tangy tomato. It's got cream, but it's also got a little bit of chilli. So it's got a bit of spice as well. This is full on. Definitely has a little bit of spice, doesn't it? And it's quite heartwarming and satisfying. So we so lovely. River Cafe, obviously quite posh, uh, but delicious. So we've sort of sexed it up a little bit, beefed it up a little bit in, in our way, and you know made it. Well, we just made it more indulgent, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, totally, more totally. indulgent. We love. So it. it's hitting all those umami spots. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. absolutely amazing. But the irony is, you know, we have had a little cheeky taste beforehand. We lined this up with four Italian wines, all different styles. Some yeah. of them really good bottles. Which seemed the absolute obvious route to take. And let's say, mostly, if we are eating Italian food, we mm. will drink Italian wine. But there's something about this dish, isn't there? It didn't work with the Italian wines, did it? Not with the ones we opened, no. No. Mm. It did, I mean, it wasn't terrible. It just wasn't perfect. We, we'd have found one eventually, yeah. I'm sure, <laughs> given how many stars there are in Italy. But under, the, under the sofa. They didn't work. So we've cheated. We have cheated. And we we've have. opened some Confession. other stuff or just rooted around to find what we thought we might go. And actually, Spain and France. Yeah. This yeah. is a national Which disgrace. Which is really, really surprising. But, but the first wine, the, the, the white wine, is a very, very unusual Spanish wine. Okay. So we, we kind of went a bit left field here. We thought, what on earth? Let's try things. Um, and this is a wine from... <clears throat> Jerez from, from, from Sherry country. Now, we went down there just the uh, just a few months ago. Gosh, it seems yeah. like a lifetime ago now, doesn't it? Um, it was a beautiful autumn visit down to Jerez, and we stood in the vineyards with Fermín Hidalgo, the lovely Fermín. He is lovely, isn't he? He's, 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 he's gorgeous. Uh, he's a bit of all right, isn't he? He's a very good-looking young man. Um, but he talks a lot of sense as well. And he showed us, we stood in his at the top of his vineyard at Balbaina Alta with the wind going through oh, our hair. Beautiful. It was the most beautiful day, and day. Uh, it was a really sunny day. We'd left England in the cold. We were standing in the sunshine. I mean, he wanted to stand in the shade. I was right there in the sun because it was gorgeous, I think that was the only time of the entire visit you stood more than two metres away from him. (laughs) Anyway, moving on. Um, But this, uh, we tasted all those lovely sherries with him, didn't we? But then at lunch, he said, try this. Mm. And it's a white wine. But it's it's like a cross. It's like a hybrid between a white wine and a sherry because it's made from the sherry grape, Palomino. 
It's grown in Balbaina Alta, that lovely chalky vineyard we saw, but it's aged in the manthanilla, the sherry casks, the oak vats. Yeah. So it's a white wine, but just a hint of manthanilla, a hint of sherry to it's it. It's got a definite sort of sherry note to it, hasn't it? I just mean, a it touch does. of that mm. oxidative character. It's deeply coloured. It's lovely. Mm. It's absolutely lovely. And I'm not I'm not going to even pronounce the name because your Spanish is far too good mm. for me to pronounce it, but you can, uh, you can indulge Sorry, us. Sorry, that's my cue, isn't it? So it's uh, Las Treinta del Cuadrado. Sepas Viejas um, Vino de Albariza. And this is, um, and it's, 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 it's gorgeous. It's it? lovely. And what's and really surprising is the way it goes with the dish. It isn't does it? work. And, but I think it's to do with the, the, the weight of the wine. It's dry, but it's got that nutty, salty character. Mm. Um, it's, it's not an easy wine to get hold of. We managed to, to buy some, but we will put all the details of how to get hold of it on our website yeah. if you would like to. I think the important thing to say with that is, it's, it's not cheap, but it's great value for money in terms of a wine. And what, what it get. does with this dish, as it does with other dishes as well, it just adds something to the dish. It doesn't sit meekly alongside it. It just adds a lovely salty, it. nutty lift to, lift to the whole level. thing. It, yeah, it gives it a yeah. bit of flamenco kick. And I think that is exactly the kind of thing we're looking for here. Moving on to perhaps more contentious territory, because I've gone, I've, I've found a lovely little Rioja here, <laughs> which is a little bit funky. It's a little bit different. Uh, it's the Mazuelo de la Quinta Cruz 2014 Rioja um, by Miguel Merino. Um, and this is a wine from Davies, which we found. It's a little bit funky, a little bit meaty. Um, I, I really, I mean, yeah. yeah, is it the idea? I don't know. It's a bit creamy, but it's, oh, it's not, gorgeous. It's, I, I, I don't agree. Um, no. I, I think it's overpriced and I think it's fine, but it's a bit too creamy. It's a bit ordinary. Um, I think you could get a better Rioja for that money. Um, would it go with the dish if it was a better Rioja? I think it might. Uh, for me, this is this is not doing it for me. Apart from that, it's great though. It's lovely for you. <laughs> um, I love Lucky it. Lucky you. I love it. I think you can have just the something whole about bottle. it. I, I agree. It's not perfect. Thank you. I will. Um, it's not perfect, but there's just something about it. There's some sort of meatiness which ties in with the mushrooms. Which yeah. I, and and that creaminess. Mm. Yes, it's kind of over the top almost, but it's hedonistic. And I think that's gorgeous. It's just it's a hedonistic dish. That's hedonistic It wine. is, yeah. It, it doesn't work for me. No, doesn't, it's okay, not hedonistic. Fine. It's, it's well, ordinary to me. Um, yeah, and you're going to talk to me about expensiveness. Ordinary. You're going to talk to I, I, me yeah. about expensiveness when yeah. you introduce well, the third wine. Yeah, I, I'm, this is the most... The biggest surprise I could possibly have had tasting this dish and then putting this wine with it because it's a great wine. It's Dujac uh, 2015 Chambol Musigny. Really not cheap. It's from Burgundy. It's red Burgundy. It's fine red Burgundy. Now, I would have thought, however lovely this wine is, it wouldn't have stood up to the dish. But we, I think we do agree on this. It absolutely does. I mean, how does it do it? Is it just because it's such a great wine? Well, they do say the mark of a great wine is its ability to uh, be versatile and, and go with lots and lots of food. But I'm, I, I'm, as, I'm, as, I'm as surprised as you are. I mean, it's important to say we didn't just have this sort of lying around. We, <laughs> we had opened this. We just had some. Uh, we we very abstemiously left some from a previous occasion. I can't believe we actually did leave. I know. Um, um, it's very yeah. very young, and I think that maybe that's part of it. It's still got loads of fruit, and it's still really vibrant. But actually, I think what the, what makes this wine go with it is the earthiness. There's a lovely earthiness mm. to Good Chambol, and I think Absolutely. that ties in with these mushrooms. There's a fragrance, there's an earthiness, there's almost a hint of spice in that wine as well. All of those things. And there's a freshness, you know, it's a beauty, it doesn't weigh heavily on your palate. It refreshes you. And I think that, I mean, you know, obviously, but we're in lockdown, we're in lockdown. Why not have something really special? Uh, good philosophy, good philosophy. Right, um, uh, decision time. I think everybody knows what I'm going to say. Chambon. No, you're not a cheap date, are you? <laughs> 
<laughs> you um, knew that when you married me. Yeah, yeah. And I, I see your Chambord, but do you know what? For me, it's it's this white from Sherry Country. I, I That, for me, it's, it's just... It is lovely. It lights my fire. It, it's something different and it's exciting. Um, that, for me, is, is the wine with this dish. I, I'm very excited myself because now I get all the Chambord to myself. And listener, she did. She only went and polished off the rest of the bottle. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, I tried to snaffle some, but but it, it literally evaporated before my eyes. You know, that, that's that's that people is what a lockdown does to you and your wine collection. I mean, do you know it's important to keep our spirits up and mm. and treat ourselves occasionally. And oh, do you know this was such an unexpected match for me and you know how excited I get when that happens yeah you even lose your voice I know I lose your voice I'm so excited I'm over excited yeah I, 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 to be fair I do I, I know you very well and I know you get excited by those sort of things so so, so fair enough um, details of the wines are on our website susieandpeter.com forward slash podcast but to summarise very briefly the Sherry Star White Las Treinta del Cuadrado 2017 is about £18 from Cambridge Wine Merchants and other independents. The Rioja Mazuelo de la Quinta Cruz 2014 is about £27 at Davies Wine Merchants. And the Dujac Chambord 2015 um, is priceless, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, well, uh, actually, uh, it was quite hard to find a price for that one. I can't remember what we bought I can't it. Remember what we, we bought paid, it a while ago and, in yeah. on Primeur. Uh, 100, 150 quid and dollars is. Yeah, I'm afraid to know. say. Please write in, find my merchants to tell us we're wrong if we do. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to say that without a tear in the eye, frankly. But um, I, I just want to say on air, on the record, you're worth it. Thank you. I'm not sure you're worth any more. <laughs> I'm not having any more so of those. Level. <laughs> <laughs> That's my last bottle. As ever, please do send us your questions, thoughts, feedback via social media. We're on Insta as Susie and Peter and Twitter as Wine Schools for him and Susie Barry for me. Remember to use the hashtag Wine Blast. Uh, we've also got a fun new way for you to get involved, dear listeners. Um, we will elaborate more in the next podcast, um, but we've found a super easy way uh, that will allow you you to send us in your wine questions uh, in your very own voice so you get to star in the show you need to check out our website for more details um as you know we always love to hear from you and we've got lots more to come in the next few episodes when we will be hearing from the uk china and the us do subscribe so you don't miss out until then be well and drink well and for now it's goodbye and cheers